It's All Access with LMU Baseball Head Coach Nathan Choate. I'm your host, Jonathan Grace. Each week, Coach Choate will take Lions behind the scenes with the LMU Baseball program, talk about page magic, and upcoming events with the team. Coach, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for having us, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Of course. And we've got a special guest here today, LMU third baseman Diego Vaquero. Diego, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. LMU Athletics would like to thank University Credit Union for bringing you today's episode of All Access. University Credit Union is a proud supporter of the Lions family. You can visit your local University Credit Union at ucu.org. LMU is coming off an exciting extra inning 9-8 win against the USC Trojans. After losing their first two games of the season in a three-game series with USC, LMU picked up their first win of the season at Page Stadium in their home opener. Today, we're joined not only by head coach Nathan Choate, but also by LMU third baseman Diego Paquero. We'll talk about winning during a pandemic, LMU's very exciting freshman class, and what it takes to prepare a young player for the college stage. So without further ado, Here's my conversation with Coach Choate and Diego Paquero. First things first, we have to talk about your recent win against USC. Happened just uh, a little less than, than 24 hours ago. You guys picked up an amazing first win of the season at your home opener against a very, very talented Trojans team. The game went to extra innings, uh, but it was Kenny Oyama's walk-off single in the bottom of the 11th that sealed the deal for you guys. But to get there, you put up 20 hits from nine different players. Coach, what made the difference in warming up the bats between Saturday and Sunday? Uh, honestly, I thought our guys just competed pitch to pitch. Um, you know, we talked a little bit before Sunday's game about an identity. And, you know, over the course of the season, you get to form an identity. You know, we had a lot of I think we had 10 hits on Friday night. Um, so we, we had some hits on Friday, but I thought on Sunday we just kept coming. Right. And I, I thought the guys did a great job taking quality at bat after quality at bat and just kind of handing the baton to the next guy. And so um thought we really responded well. So it was good to see. And Diego, what did you see from your end on that same question? What did it take to, to warm up the bats for you guys? I thought the energy in the dugout was great all game. It was a dogfight. We were going back and forward with the lead, and I think the dugout helped a lot, and the energy is contagious, so it takes on to the field. Yeah, it was definitely something I noticed from my end, too. I was up in the stands calling the game, and you guys just seemed electric the whole time. You never looked down, and even when there was a one- or two-point deficit, you guys fought back and ended up taking it all the way, as we said, to the bottom of the 11th where you sealed the deal. Uh, what has helped you guys keep the energy up early in this season? I think it's uh, the guys who aren't even playing. They they bring the most energy. They We give them a reason to to be loud in the dugout and bring some excitement to the team. And even though they're not on the field, they play a big role in the on the team. Well, Diego, you had three hits, two RBIs, and a run uh, in Sunday's game. And in the first game of the series on Friday, two hits and an RBI. What helped you come straight into your college career and start producing right away? I think the coaches and a lot of the, the older guys, they, the leaders on the team, they made me feel comfortable on the field and they, they helped me through the the first game jitters, and I wasn't really nervous. I felt comfortable out there and felt good to be there. I asked Coach Choate about this last time we spoke, but what is it like, that dynamic between the more experienced veterans on the team and some of the younger guys like yourself? It's, it's definitely helpful. Like I feel like I'm a completely different player from the fall to from now. Um, I like to thank Alex Lambeau and Pio, Matthew Piotrowski, two of the big leaders on our team. They, they helped me in the infield, and... They, they played a big role in, in me getting on the field, so shout out to them. 
Well, Coach, I want to turn to you now for a second um, and talk about pitching in that game. You, you relied on a lot of young freshman pitchers in Sunday's game specifically. Uh, you mentioned before that you were really impressed with the depth of your pitching staff. What is it specifically about these young guys uh, that really excites you this season? I think just their competitiveness, right, and, and that they're not afraid to be in any situation. And, and, you know, we pitched four freshmen on Sunday. That was by design. Uh, we pitched six freshmen on the weekend and eight newcomers all together on the weekend. And so, you know, obviously there's some things that we need to work on and clean up. And, and you know, we got behind in some counts and left some balls up. But at the end of the day, how you respond to some adversity, like we talked about last time, and there were some some tough situations. And just to see those guys, you know, just compete and and, and pour their heart out on the field for their teammates. That was the thing that I took away and I went, okay, that's a step in the right direction. We can, we can start working on some of the other stuff. Um, but that belief and confidence and, and just watching a young guy take it from practice and do it in a game. It's, it's pretty cool to watch. So. Well, Diego, you mentioned some of those first game jitters and in coach, I kind of want to hear your comment on it. How do you help these young guys kind of get over those first game jitters and, and how do the older guys on the team help them as well? Um, you know, I think the older guys can really help by communicating of how they felt and, and that type of thing. You know, I'm a father of four. I, I kind of take the approach like I did teach my kids how to swim. You just throw them in the water and they figure it out, right? And so, or they don't and you grab them. So I think really there, there's no way to prepare them. You, you know, you just, you let them know that they're trained and they're ready to go. And then you let them get out there and see them believe in themselves and, and just kind of let it go. So. Well, I want to talk about Grimm for just a minute. He started off the game, uh, pitched just under two and a quarter innings. Despite the fact that he gave up a couple hits, he actually did start to get into a pretty good rhythm. And, you know, there were a couple well-timed trips to the mound from your end. What did you tell him in those little conferences to kind of get his head refocused and get him back into that flow? I just trying to talk him through situations and what we were trying to do pitch-wise. Um, you know, he competed well. He didn't have his, his good stuff. I mean, I've seen Will all the fall in January, and that was honestly probably his worst outing since he's been here he didn't have his breaking ball which he really relies on versus the left-handed hitters and so three three of the lefties got him which they typically don't do and so I thought he did a good job competing you know without having his slider um, but mainly just to keep us in the game just keep competing minimize it as much as you could and get us back in and uh, give us a chance to score some runs so well, you guys had strong pitchers from both sides, and you showed that on the mound on Sunday again uh, do you feel like there's a certain strength on one side or the other as far as position players versus pitchers or right-handed, left-handed or young or old? Right-handed versus left-handed. Uh, you know, no, I, I think we have some depth all the way around. I think we have some really quality young left-handed guys and older left-handed guys. And same thing with our right-handed guys. I thought Holden Christian um, really did a good job on, on Sunday. He has grown up so much um, since my year, first year here as a pitching coach. And just to see him kind of exude that confidence out there and, and land his breaking ball, he made some really big pitches for us. And so um, there's several guys that we have confidence in, both left-handed and right-handed. Well, pitching certainly played a huge factor in this game. And Diego, I want to turn back to you to, to talk a little bit more about hitting. Uh, you know, as we said, you started producing right away, uh, right out of the gate in your college career. What is it specifically that you're looking forward to most in this season? Going out there and competing with the guys. We've, we haven't been on the field in a while with all the COVID stuff happening. I think it's been maybe around a year since we've been out there. So just getting out there, competing, taking it game by game and See, the, see where that takes us. Do you have any personal goals as a player before the end of the season? Whatever it takes to help my team win, that's my goal. And the other personal accomplishments will come on itself. 
And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the team dynamic. Obviously, you mentioned some of the, the COVID restrictions and, and some of that. But how do you feel that that has impacted the camaraderie of the team? We saw the, the dugout be really electric and, and very high energy during that game. And it didn't look like you guys were faced at all. Well, with all the COVID stuff happening, we can't really hang out off the field. But I think we take advantage of all of us being on the field together at the same time during practice and games. And I think we bonded really well with that. And that helps a lot on the field during games especially with picking up guys if they're not playing well or the energy levels in the dugout. It it helps a lot, and it makes a huge difference. Well, Coach, I want to go back to you for a moment. Uh, We talked about the young guys on the mound, but there are a lot of young guys behind the plate as well in the lineup. Uh, Was this also by design in the same way that you mentioned it was for for the pitching staff? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we envisioned Sunday going exactly the way it went. I mean, we had guys playing positions they haven't really been practicing at. Um, But, you know, five freshmen this weekend got a a knock at the plate, which was awesome to see. Um, A ton of guys got an opportunity. I mean, shoot, we had 36 hits on the weekend. Um, offensively, I thought I thought we did a good job. I was not at Saturday's game because I got tossed after Friday's game, but I did. I watched it on a stream. Uh, but Friday and Sunday, I definitely saw some good things offensively uh, as we're trying to find our identity of who we want to be as an offensive team and a team overall. So. Well, you mentioned some guys playing some different positions and, and getting a chance to, to take a knock at the plate. One of those guys uh, specifically that we wanted to talk about was was one of your relief pitchers in there. Uh, how was that in the lineup? You know, he, he was showing some some really good promise there behind the plate. Didn't end up coming up with the results he wanted, but uh, still was was taking some good swings. Yeah. Um, you know, we like I said, we, we had several guys just kind of get an opportunity. I thought you know, Evan Leibel did a great job. He, he's a backup catcher for us. He's a freshman, um, put a ball in play and ran a hard 90, put some pressure on their defense when that guy made that error. Um, and then he got a knock later on. Uh, Liam Critchett came up and, and got a knock. And then ultimately Alex Marquez ran for him and and scored the winning run when, uh, when Kenny hit, hit the base hit to center field. So honestly, there were so many different people that contributed. Um, that's why I think it was such a cool and special win because everybody was involved. Yeah, it did certainly seem like a team effort. And, and uh, Diego, before coming back to you, I want to ask uh, you, Coach, just real quick about the base running. It was very aggressive. When we saw, uh, you know, Kenny steal second base right away in, in Sunday's game, and, you know, he tried again, was thrown out. Alex Lambo tried again, was thrown out. But you guys were really, uh, you know, making the USC pitchers look over the shoulder pretty much the entire game. This is a bit of a change of pace from what we've seen in, in past years with this team. Yeah, you know, we want to apply pressure, not have pressure applied to us. And that's one of the things that we talked about. Um, little things like Tommy Delgado hitting a ball to, to left center and trying to stretch it into a double. Ultimately, he was thrown out. But with one out, great time to go ahead and roll the dice and, and be aggressive on that. Kenny on the base pass. And so we do want to be aggressive, right? We, we obviously want to be intelligent, but we do want to try to put some pressure on the defense. And it uh, doesn't always work out, but that is part of our plan as a team. Well, Tommy's little chop to, to right field, that was something we noticed on the uh, broadcast, actually, is because he rounded first base very confidently. He didn't look like he had a second thought at all. From the second it left the bat, I think he knew he was going to second. Uh, you know, is this something that you've talked about with the guys is, you know, go for that extra base if it's there, be aggressive? Yeah, I mean, obviously, depending on the situation, outs and all of those types of things. But when in doubt, yeah, go. I mean, that's <laughs> that's kind of what I think one of our themes is is we want our guys to be aggressive and intelligent and apply pressure on, on the on the defense, the opposing team. And Diego, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, what this aggressive philosophy feels like from your end as a player. Is it more exciting? Is it more high tempo and, and enjoyable as a player? I think it's definitely a different tempo from high school to college baseball. But it, it definitely 
brings the energy to the field and it's definitely more exciting bring put pressure on the other team and that's what we like to do well you mentioned the the transfer from high school to college what do you think is the biggest difference in your opinion between those two styles of play uh, like I said, it's the tempo. The tempo is a lot faster, quick-paced, and little things matter a lot more in college baseball. Well, you, you had a really good, strong, storied career at Notre Dame High School and then came in, again, very strong to, to LMU. What was it about this program here at Loyola Marymount that really attracted you the most? The coaches made me feel comfortable right off the bat. First time I talked to them, they made me feel comfortable. They showed strong interest in me, and that's what I like. Coaches don't want to give up on a player, and they they brought confidence to me. So that's what I like most. Well, Coach, you, you spoke last time in the, in the podcast about, you know, playing a little bit of hardball, so to speak, forgive the pun, uh, with these guys and, you know, not, not holding anything back, but also inspiring confidence. How do you strike that balance, especially with young players who are coming in from high school uh, and getting ready for their first college game? Yeah, you know, I, I think it'd actually probably be a pretty unique question for Diego because me, my coaching style and practice in the fall in January is is quite different than in a game. And I think Diego probably got to experience it the first time, me being kind of on his side, if you will, in the dugout. And so I, I think that might be a better question for him. Uh, he could probably answer that a little bit better, the, the difference between the two. Yeah, well, Diego, I'll toss it to you. The difference between the fall and the spring is – Definitely noticeable, but I think the coaching style coach has that definitely prepared me for games. Maybe, maybe he put pressure on me, a lot of pressure, but it definitely helped and made a big difference. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I'm a different player from the fall to what I am now. You know, with these podcasts, we often get to speak with, with the coaches, but it's not often we get a chance to sit down with the players. Diego, when you're in a tough situation, whether it's in a game, in practice, you, you may be in a little bit of a slump, you've had a rough week, how do you go about picking yourself back up, and, and what do you get to hear from the coaches in those scenarios? I think it's just keeping keeping my energy up, keeping confidence, not getting too down on myself. I mean, everybody's going to go through struggles, everybody's going to go through some adversity, but like coach always tells us, it's about how we respond. And for me, it's just can't get too down on myself. And uh, if I have a bad day, tomorrow's the next day, a new day, I can completely turn it around. So, Well, coach, we've mentioned the young roster, you know, both from the pitching staff and from, you know, the, the starting lineup uh, in your batting order. And we noticed a lot of really big time mature plays from these guys. You know, they looked like more veteran experienced players. Where does that sense of confidence and, and maturity come from? Is that just down to the players themselves? Is that the preparation for the season? Yeah, they're, they're good players, right? And, and and that's the bottom line is, you know, when, when you have good players, they they do good things. You know, I one of the, the most telling stats from the weekend is we had one error defensively. I mean, that that was that was awesome. I thought our, our defense was incredible. Um, you know, infield outfield, which is our pregame training, I think it you know, that's really, really important to us. Our infield outfield on Sunday was was really good. I mean, it was electric. You could just feel the energy and the guys building off of it. So, um, you know, I thought the defense was great, but I, I, I really think it's just good, good players, right? Good players play good baseball. Well, I want to follow, kind of follow up on that. You mentioned the errors. Yeah, you guys just had one error, but in Sunday alone, you forced USC into five. You know, and again, this is with a roster that's very, very young. How do you guys go about applying that pressure and enforcing some of those errors at key moments in the game? 
So hard 90s, um, number, we talked about a couple things. Hard 90s, a hard 90 feet down the line, right? So every ground ball that our guys hit up and down our lineup, the, if you run a hard 90, it puts pressure on a defense, and they know that every single guy on a ground ball is going to be running hard. So you better, you better be quick, right? You better look it in and, and make a good throw. Otherwise, our guys are going to be safe. Getting on and off the field with pace, um, which we addressed going into Sunday. I thought Sunday, our, even in the 11th, I thought we were getting on and off the field really well. Um, so I think those are just some areas that you can kind of apply pressure on a defense and you know, put the ball in play with two strikes. On Sunday, we had three strikeouts, I believe. Um, and when you put the ball in play, you make the defense have to play defense. You, know, you have to make them make a play. And so I think those are just some of the ways that, that you can go about it. So up next, you guys are facing one of the best teams in the Pac-12 in UCLA. What are you doing to prepare uh, to face the Bruins? You know, we uh, we went through our scouting report, and, and we're going to get ready in like we would any other game. Um, more than anything, I want us to play clean baseball. Uh, Diego Barrera, a left-handed pitcher, is going to start for us tomorrow night. And so I think he's going to set the tone. And I think our guys are now realizing that we can be a good team. If we play good baseball, like I said last time, we can play and beat anybody in the country. It, it doesn't matter who we're playing. Um, if we play bad baseball, we could lose to anybody in the country. So more than anything else, it's just another opportunity to get back on the field, train, and, and play good quality baseball. Diego, I'll ask you the same question. You know, Mentally, as a player, what are you doing to prepare for some of these tougher opponents? For me personally, I don't want to let their – their UCLA, their rankings, whatever you want to call it, get to my head and just take it like any other game, go out there confident and just play my game. How do you as a younger player, kind of just going back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, uh, you know, focus on cultivating that maturity as a player and not making small unforced errors. I mean, you played a really, really clean game uh, on Sunday. You've played clean all weekend. Like I said, you look like a player that was, you know, two, three years older than you actually are. I mean, like, if I were to, if you, I were to get asked this question in the fall, I'd probably have a completely different answer. In the fall, I was not very confident on the field. I was nervous to go out there and play. And but I think the coaches and the leaders on the team it definitely made me feel more comfortable out there. And I've definitely realized that if I just go out there, take a deep breath, and have some fun, and play my game, then the the rest will take care of itself. I'd love to hear more about that if if you don't mind sharing. You know, you said that you were a little bit uh, lacking in, in confidence early on and, and, you know, not able to show your stuff fully on the field. What led up to, to kind of building that confidence over time and getting you ready for the start of the season? Well, I think in the fall, it's just I felt a lot of pressure. Just new school. I'm a younger guy. Um, I want to go out there and play. I want to get some playing time. So I think the coaches the coaches definitely pushed me and they made me feel lot more comfortable than than I did in the fall and that 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 made a huge difference. I felt I was 100% prepared for my first game out there. I, I felt comfortable. I was not really nervous. Just want to go out there, have some fun. I like to think of it as I'm here for a reason. So if I was if I wasn't if I didn't deserve it, then I wouldn't be here. So that's why that's why I would just go out there and have some fun. All right. And coach, I, I kind of want to throw a similar question to you. When you see uh, a younger guy with a ton of raw talent out there that's maybe not up to their full potential early on, how do you get them ready, you know, to, to have a performance like Diego did this weekend? Yeah, you know, it's that's that's coaching. You know, when when guys are feeling good about themselves, right, you, you hold them accountable and you're pretty tough on them. And then when when they're starting to question themselves a little bit, sometimes they need to, you know, a little hug or a pat on the back. And so I think it's it's balancing those. But 
the things that Diego has gone through and all of our freshmen gone through, those are not atypical. I mean, that's pretty normal for freshmen. And so it's just getting them to, to respond, right? You, you have a bad day, you have a bad practice. We yell at you, we scream at you. I think one of the things with young high school players transitioning is it's about the performance and it's, it's not personal. So when we criticize you, we're not criticizing you personally. We're criticizing the performance and we need the performance to be better. And so I think as they start to separate the two and realize, hey, coach can be critical of me. He cares about me. He loves me. He wants to see me be successful. But at the same time, he's screaming at me at the top of his lungs. He's about to kick me out of practice. And balancing the two, um, that's one of the things I think Diego has really gotten good at. Um, believe it or not, I, I, I've yelled at Diego as, as much as maybe anybody, right? He, I think he would tell you that. And he just kind of lets it roll off his back. And he's hearing the message now. Um, or before, I thought he was hearing the tone. So, And Diego, do you think that just comes with time and maturity? Or, you know, does that come with, with some internal development with you as a player? I think it's a little bit of both. I like to think of it as if a coach is yelling at me and getting on me, that means he cares. If if he wasn't yelling at me, then he that, I feel like he wouldn't care as much. And I think that helped a lot. Well, Diego, final question for you. You know, there is a super young roster, as we've mentioned a bunch in this podcast. Does it help a little bit to, to inspire more confidence and, and camaraderie to have a big collection of young guys? Whereas, you know, say if you were one of just a few freshmen coming into this class this year. I I definitely do. I feel like I, I think it was 16 or 17 of us. And I feel like I'm not the there's 17 of us. So that means. We're all in this together. We're all going through the same thing, same feelings. We're all nervous maybe a little bit, but we're, we all help each other out a lot. I believe the freshman class is really close. Then that helps a lot, definitely on the field and off the field. We can't wait to see what you guys do against the Bruins. Uh, and for the rest of the season, we'll certainly be following along. Thank you guys both so much for taking the time to sit down and chat with us today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Before we sign off, we'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone behind the scenes who made this podcast possible. Thank you to the LMU baseball program and head coach Nathan Choke for allowing us to bring you this podcast each week. A big thanks to Diego for joining us on the podcast and our KXLU station manager, Lydia Omaso. We'd also like to thank our executive producers, Mike and Alexis Harris, for making this podcast a reality. If you want to stay up to date with all things LMU baseball, you can follow at LMU Lions BSB on Instagram and Twitter to see what the Lions are up to this season. You can also get an exclusive look into the LMU baseball program by listening in right here on 88.9 FM KXLU each Tuesday at 6 p.m. Or by visiting LMULions.com slash podcasts to relive each episode anytime. And we'd like to thank you, Lions, for joining us each week for All Access with Nathan Choke. Join us next week as Coach Choate continues to take you behind the scenes with the LMU baseball program. I've been your host, Jonathan Grace. Until next time, have a great week, and go Lions.